Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. The Square Ball Podcast. Welcome to the show. Dan here from The Square Ball with Michael from The Square Ball and Ed Cowburn, designer extraordinaire. Is that a fair tag to put on you uh, on your shoulders, Ed? I'll take it. Good stuff. This is our kit special. We're going to have a look about the, the design process of the Legion United kits for this season, 23-24, and go through each of the individual kits one at a time. First, we should mention that the show is brought to you in association with Levi Solicitors. I'll throw to you, Michael, for this. Wells Probate Conveyancing yep. for all that stuff. 10% discount, on your, things. 10% discount on your legal fees. LeviSolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. Wills Probate Conveyancing. That commercial stuff, as you would call it. Yep. And the business. Dispute resolution. Personal stuff. Do it all. Plenty to check out on Levi's website. Professional as always. I hope you're more professional than that, Ed. Yeah, weirdly enough, I actually had a dream about um, the big three the other week. I'm not even kidding. I woke up and I'd had a weird fever dream of designing something that had the big three. And um, yeah, it's probably, I don't, I don't know what kit that would have looked like. Step away from the podcast is all we'll say. <laughs> if you do want to engage with these, these shows, by the way, they are on your YouTube feed. They are going to be in your podcast feed as well. Might be worth checking these out on YouTube as well because we have the kits with us. We've got some of the designed products that are um, on sale in the Leeds United shop. And you're the bloke who was responsible for designing them is about the uh, the appropriate jump-off point for this, isn't it? Yes. Yes. Um, dream come true. Is it? Yeah. A nightmare? A, a shoulder? A burden to shoulder, is it? Because th- there is a lot of expectation around the kits, which is something I think we'll get into over the course of, of this discussion. So I suppose the, the obvious point to start with is... How did this come about? You've done a show with us before. You've explained what you do with um, Acid FC, but that was a, is a member show, which our members can find, by the way. You just search for Ed's name, Ed Cowburn, on uh, on our website. So Acid FC is a design house, your design house. Yes. And you design things. Yeah, so um, I'd worked with Adidas on Red Star Paris kit back in 2019 for the 2022 se- 2020 season during covid so I'd got to know some of the guys at Adidas and that was the time when Leeds went to Adidas. So I, obviously not missing an opportunity, said, you know, if there's ever any chance, you know, I'm a Leeds fan, I'd love to be involved, you know, bear me in mind and just left it at that. You know, didn't actually think that anything would potentially come of it because generally you find with um, with all the big manufacturers is it's a very closed shop. Same with football generally, isn't it? You know, you You'd love to get involved, but it's very hard to kind of, you know, get the door open. So I just kind of sat quietly and got on with um, doing what I do. And I got a shout. So this was back in the first season being back in the Premier League. So Bielsa's 
um, ninth season, f- finishing ninth season. No, yeah. sorry. No. no, the season after, beginning of the season after. So it was about October, the second season. Right. And basically, we, you know, just had a shout with from the guys at Adidas saying, you know, we, we're coming up to the time when, you know, the brief comes through and we start working on the Leeds kits. I'd love to get your your thoughts. You know, he said you'd be up for it. You know, um, no guarantees. Let's have a have a chat. Put your ideas together and let's see where it goes. So I went off and did my research and did what I think you know was was the right angle to go. So at the same time, how it works is the the club will sit down and internally decide on what they think are the right angles that they want to touch for each of the kits. And um, I hadn't seen any of that. I didn't know, you know what they were doing. So I just did my own thing. And they then had a call in November and Adidas brought me on the call after they'd been briefed by the club. And it just so happens we matched. So the club wanted to do something about Peacocks and I came on the call and went, I'd like to do something about Peacocks. So it was a lot of stars aligning and serendipity and... Um, from there, it was a case of right. Okay, we need to you know bring you in, and so I worked with Adidas for three months to uh, to produce the final artwork. So, what's involved in working with Adidas for three months? What takes place over that that three month process? So, first first of all, because you know it was a bit, a bit, it felt like it was kind of a bit of a, a different way for for them to work. Is you know you went we went through you know what I'd done and got a feedback on the sort of ideas generally and, you know, what we could and couldn't do. So you're, you're start, starting into what templates are they using? What are the manufacturing sort of guidelines uh, and things that you can't do? So from a production point of view, you know, cost-wise, colours, which panels, you know, what you can do with stripes, what you can't. So you're already seeing, you know, those templates that were used in the World Cup effectively as the kind of base template. So, you know, on my deck, I was like, you know, let's do different things with the stripes, put them in different places. I didn't know, you know, where they would be. And then it's also, I think this is, this is the one that was sort of most interesting for me was they have to match all the guide, guidelines across football. So not just the Premier League guidelines, which says this is how big a sponsor is. This is what, you know, where it's got to be placed, but actually UEFA guidelines. So, at the time, we were ninth the season before, and so we had to look at what if we played in European competition, which have a, a lot more stringent set of rules. And one of those rules is, and we'll kind of we'll come into this as we go through the kits. But one of the rules is you you're not allowed to put anything on the front of a shirt that looks like a thing. I mean, that sounds really bizarre, right? Well, but, a perfect example is like they've said you can't have a map on, for example, because I know some teams have put maps of the area. Yeah, so, they, so, so the Inter Milan yeah. kit from, I think, last year, two years ago, had the had, it was like mint colour and it had the globe in it. And then when they played in the Champions League, you know, um, they had to wear a, one that was just plain coloured because you're not allowed to have a thing. I think partly because, it, you know, I, I don't really know the reason, actually. Yeah, I was going to say because you, you might put Stalin's face on there yeah. or a map yeah. of it. Like, for example, if you if you were, um, you know, designing a Ukrainian kit and you put Crimea on there to make a statement, yeah, I think it's probably to avoid all that because they want to be apolitical. Things it like it that, is, yeah. it is. But, you know, I, straight away I was like, well, how far can we go with that? What what are we allowed to do? Bearing in mind that, you know, this is this is going to be peacock themes. Like, where do we draw the line? What, what are we allowed? So, and then it becomes very, very grey. It's, you know, oh, well... Let's do the designs. Then, you know, the guys that added us actually put it into UEFA and they will, you know, have to get final sign off. 
So, you know, some of the early ideas, iterations that we had were, were basically screwed up because, you know, there was too much, it was too in your face. And I think you pro- probably, you can sort of understand where we got to with the third kind of with that in mind, you know, because we couldn't just put really obvious Peacock Legion United references that you kind of love to do. You know, I think we we spoke about this last time we were on. It's like, you know, you, you kind of want to put things on kits that have relevance, that show history, that show understanding, that show, that allow fans to feel like they've got something completely unique. Unfortunately, the rules say that you kind of can't. So you've got Presumably be- by the time this got to you, for they were like, having a little chuckle looking at it as an 18th I won't, I won't worry lads <laughs> oh, is, well, yeah. you're not going to be bothering our competitions do what you want with these kids <laughs> uh, well, well you know uh, we'll definitely touch on some of the, some of those ups and downs of the journey of, that I've had with this but you know yeah absolutely it's you know kind of frustrating that you think actually I could have done what would I have done differently if you know we knew that but you know just going back to that initial sort of agreement that that call that you come on with Leeds United and you realise the stars are aligning how does that feel then from both from a Leeds fan point of view but also from a designer's point of view I guess there's, there's kind of because you see loads of people designing Leeds kits like you know graphic designers do badges, kits that sort of thing fantasy kits and then actually this actually lands in your lap and you get to you get to do it you actually you're the guy who gets to do it is the kind of party that goes oh shit oh, I mean I'm getting getting goosebumps now I'll be honest like thinking about what I've achieved and what this means yeah. you know you're kind of going down in, in the history of the club and it's like it is back to being 10 or 11 and colouring kits watching because that's all I used know. to do I think we said this before like, I used to just uh, sit there and draw kits and I used to always want Leeds to have added ass as a, as a supplier because yeah, the, the stripes are always easy to draw and we, and, you know, we spoke about it it's like, like oh I'd love to do that I never in a million years actually kind of took myself to that moment so yeah that, that moment was I, I still didn't believe it it, it took a long time, you know, and New Year's was starting to actually, you know, get into it and, you know, the templates are starting to be, you know, delivered so that, you know, I'm working on the right assets and all this kind of stuff. It's like, actually, this, holy shit, this is, this is actually happening. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, you go through the process and it becomes, you know, very much a very focused design job. And then you get to the end and it goes. So, you know, it was signed off in that January. So I think you spoke to... When you spoke to Angus at the beginning of last season, he was talking about sort of, oh, he's seen the kits are on his desk. And it's 18 months ago before a, a ball is kicked with that kit. They're, they're done. So I've, you know, I've sat on these designs and... So Bielsa was still here when these kits were basically signed off? Yes. Yeah. That's interesting, isn't it? Looking at how long it takes. Yeah. It so, like a lifetime. so, you know, kind of what would... I wonder what my mood would have been in had I been designing last year, you know, sort of November to January you know, over the World Cup and when, when Jesse was around, you know, I think it, you know, it certainly felt, I think hopefully it, it, that it comes across a little bit. There's a lot of kind of, I think, joy and hope and, you know, happiness kind of with the with these kits, you know, and maybe that's partly because of, you know, Bielsa, I'd like to think so. So why the peacocks then? Because Reevee <laughs> hated birds, thought was superstitious about them. And yeah, it's been this this theme that's that's run through this whole design and the club have picked it up and, and really run with it this year. I mean, for what it's worth, I quite like it because I like it. I think it really taps into our heritage that, you know, got the pub, it's the old peacock ground. But that, that, when it was on the badge, the the bird design was was not a particularly happy time for Leeds. It wasn't the happiest time, but I wanted something that felt like it was unique visually to the club that I could hang a lot on. So the story of the peacock pub is, is really good for that. You know, it's what, 1826, I want to say, that the original pub was there. 
changed name in 48 ground, I think, in 1870-something. You know, it, it's it's been there before the club existed. And visually, you know, certainly there's yeah, there's plenty I could hang hang my hat on. And I, I love this idea that there was, I could do one concept and it could go through all three kits. That's never been done before. So I wanted to take that risk and go, let's, let's see how many ways we can skin a peacock. <laughs> you know, whereas, you know, normally you go, oh, well, let's, well, we've got one idea and we'll just do that for the home kit. And, but yeah, to my knowledge, um, and I've done a lot of research, I don't think any club in the world has ever done that. And, and that, that idea was also part of Leeds' position in kit culture. So, you know, speaking of Don, you know, in, was it 1973, Admiral came along and they were the first brand to offer clubs the chance to receive money for just having their badge on the kit. That's kind of how, how the, the original you know, replica kits happened. And I, I'm doing some research and that money would go into the player pot that was how it was done at the time. And then Admiral could sell replica kids kits out on mail order. And because Leeds were doing so well, they were, they, you know, were the first, one of the first, but also sold really, really well and ended up with, that's probably why we've got so many fans, you know, globally because they got a Leeds kit because they were the first one that were available. And so I kind of thought, well, I want that same marker in the sand of going, it's 50 years or later, one concept for everything and of course you know back to that point about did I ever think I could do this where it's like if I was going to do it I'm putting everything into it and really trying to make sure this is something that's really memorable and you know talked about and you know I just have to hope that the players performing it now so small details are big surfaces tight corners are odd shapes flat rounded textured or tall whatever your next project there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. What are your fears then? Because uh, <sighs> I, I talked about that, you know, that, like that the, the, the getting the call, getting the nod, you're doing it. The, I said the designer part of you goes, yes, I get to do my design dream. But the human part of you, the Leeds fan part of you goes, I know how unforgiving football fans are about football kits. And we, we we know there's a cycle every year where people see the kits and they go, I like that one, hate that one, person who designed it's a dickhead, 
what have they done that for? Why have they trashed our heritage? No one wears this. What are they thinking of? You know, and then over time, if you start winning in it, people go, I like that kit now, actually. It's a cult classic. Oh, it's really, really frightening. I, you know, I saw a little bit of it when I did the Red Star stuff, but thankfully I can't speak French. So it kind of, a lot of it went over my head. I, I got a friend of mine to, to uh, translate some of it and it wasn't very pleasant. I just have to know that I'm, it's coming from the right place and try and stay strong. And certainly, you know, some of the you know responses are negative because, you know, that's social media and it's kind of obvious. And I was able to have a beer and come to terms with it and find the funny sides. And then, you know, I, I was away at the time when the, the third came out, for example, and um, I think I messaged, messaged you at the time, you know, that it wasn't, a, it wasn't a particularly nice place to be, you know, reading some of it. And, you know, everyone always says, you know, don't read social media. You know, it's not a fair reflection of what people think, but it, you know, it matters. You know, it's a huge responsibility. And, you know, I want a genuinely, and if there's anything that comes out of this, I genuinely was designing it with the hope that people like them. But... It's like no other job, I think, in in design. You know, you're designing something that has to hit every single demographic. I can't think of another job where they get, you know, most jobs you you get, you'd be like, okay, here's the personas of the type of people that are going to wear this or, you know, you're designing for. Whereas this is like from everybody from, you know, a toddler who's introduced by the the parents um, all the way through to, you know, grandparents and great-grandparents who have seen, you know, all the history. And so my my view on it was was always trying to go, well, to somebody, this is their first kit. You remember that moment when, you know, you got your first kit for Christmas. You know, mine was, I think, 1985 kit. Uh, in bed was my favourite player. You know, I remember, you know, opening it under the Christmas tree and, like, full kit can we go outside and play football, you know, and that feeling never leaves me. And it's, I still get that kind of, that goosebump feeling when the new kids come out. And I think that's why so many people have such a strong opinion because that's how we were all brought up and we all, and we all then have our kit that means the most to us. It's like, I often compare it to kind of like music because there's no surprise that the music you listen to as a teenager tends to be the music that you listen to for the rest of your life because that's, when you grew up and that's when things became significant and whilst you know sort of maybe our age you know that's probably where I get would get the most stick I guess just try and remember what it was like and I think you've said it before some of these it's not for you you know it is for the kids and if you like it great but your your kids are going to be Leeds fans longer than we are now Mm. hopefully so Poor bastard. I think it's a strange. <laughs> it's a strange thing. It's, you're designing a, a piece of fashion wear essentially, but it's normally with a, with a piece of like if the Acid FC stuff you do. Generally, the, the, some of the other stuff that's been in the club shop. Some people have looked at it. If it's not for you, it's not for you. Fine, you sort of take it or leave it. Whereas the kit, because it's worn by the people you're watching 40, 50 times a season, whether you like it or you're interested in it, you're seeing it anyway. So you you kind of everyone is forced to form an opinion on it, and it's. Mm. It, like, as you say, it goes from you know five year olds to ninety five year olds does that. So it's it's a very hard thing to do. Yeah, it's, and it's the um, it's the heritage aspect, isn't it? As well, like you say, it, it taps into a whole lifetime of memories because those kits you were describing. Then I started thinking of the the Umbro kit with, with the central yeah, the Bur- badge with the, the, with the, with yeah, the yeah, diagonals, yeah. and then the yeah. Burton kits that were just a bit. I love that kit around that time. Yeah, exactly. That's the one that I I was go to, and that was I I can remember pictures of me in that at my grandparents' house, you know, around Christmas or something like that back in the mid-80s, and that, that's the one that sticks with me. Do you think, weirdly though, now, if that kit was brought out, people would go, oh, it's just an Umbro template? 
They've, yeah. just, they've just given us one of the templates. And it was shirts. because, because there were loads. Yeah. I was going to say other people had the exact same shirt, didn't they, in different colours. I don't know. Is, is it something to do with the unique position we are in history with like how social media works where there's, there's so much noise? Because we are bombarded with noise like 24-7, aren't we? So uh, people look for, for anchors like the, the heritage aspect of kits because it reminds them of a time. I don't know when they were, maybe when they were younger, uh, things were simpler. So they demand like, designs that are faithful to the heritage and all the stuff that's gone before. But the funny thing is, it only adds to the noise. It's not easy to design, you know, under those circumstances. Because I'm constantly, as I'm designing as well, you know, thinking, has someone already done this? Have I missed somebody that's designed a kit that looks like this? And then when it comes out, I haven't seen it. And I just, so it's genuinely, it's not been inspired by or copied. You know, that that's one of the greatest fears, I think, you know, for for kind of contemporary design is, is that that happens. Thankfully... You know, I think that hasn't happened here, but I've seen I've seen a couple that you know been referenced. You know that oh yeah, the, we I did a peacock thing, and it's like yeah, you know, I think that's just always going to happen now. But yeah, it's 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 very noisy out there, you know. But I I, I kind of relish it. I, I like the fact that you know lots of people have got an interest in this. Um, it is totally subjective. I'm okay with people not liking it. I just uh, hopefully this gives us a, gives us a chance to kind of really explain some of it and um you know hold my hands up and say this was you know th- this was the process that we did and you know if you've got a, you've got an issue with it at least you now know what it is and you can have a subjective opinion about whether you, you, you're allowed not to like it I, i'm cool with that it's okay just as long as we can have a reasonable chat about it that's okay it'll, cha- <laughs> well, it's going, change, it'll change next season we're so. going on, we're going on the attack very yeah. soon eh? No, I was going to say, well, you, you were told, uh, telling us before we started recording that you designed the kits in order of like home away third. So we'll, we're going to, we'll break off and we'll do a little deep dive into each of the, of the kits as we go, if that's all right. But before we get around to dealing with them one kit at a time, can you just tell us what it was like when you saw the first sample? So when did you see the first samples and then what does that feel like as well? Um, so we, so we, the sign off was in January, then I think it was about two or three months later. So that turbulent season where obviously, you know, Bielsa had gone, it was around the end of that season that I'd then, you know, got taken taken into Ellen Road and, you know, um, Sign blinds, blinds closed <laughs> and, um, you know, hold alls brought out. And um, yes, it was quite a moment. Is, yeah. it, is it genuinely yeah. quite like, secretive in that regard? Because it has got to, to be. be. It? Yeah, it yeah. has to be. And, it, and it, all the way up through to, you know, launch... Um, photography being done you know I, w- I was down I was lucky enough to be uh, up at Thorpe Arch for when we did a lot of the um the photography for the third and you know what <laughs> typical fan you know kind of wanted a couple of photos with some players and stuff and you know it's like you, these aren't going anywhere who, who are you just just checking and it's like no I, yes, I, I designed it I designed it <laughs> I just want a, I want a picture with Willie Nonto you know so yeah yeah they've got to be really secretive because also, also you kind of want to be able to put out the launch, you know, collateral, the, the the films and, you know, a lot of effort went into that this season and, you know, credit to the people involved, you know, that they want that first hit and, you know, having them leaked, which they did, you know, and they inevitably do. I don't, I don't know a single club that's kind of managed to keep a lid on it, you know, completely, but like the the third, for example, there was, a, there was an image that was obviously of an infant size one, like a toddler size one. So all the print looked all kind of the wrong size and everything else and, you know that was out there, and it's like, what can you do about that? Mm. But I suppose all we all we could go is, you just want to be able to show it in the way it's supposed to be. 
on players with a full kit, how you know, and and be able to tell some of the story. So, so when you when you first saw the sample, then you're like, yeah, oh, I made that. Oh yeah, I, 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 whatever I'm designing, I, I love designing products, and I love that first moment where you see stuff. I mean, I'm very critical. I try and you know look at it and go, oh, is that is this the final version? Is it? Can we are we changing anything about that? You know, the, even at that point, I think there was. It's like, you know, tonally, what are we doing with, you know, the badges and things like that? There was a few little tweaks that need to be done, but yeah, it's an amazing feeling. And then and then you roll it out into, you know, well, when are they first going to wear it? And so, you know, all the way through last season, you know, I'm like, sort of, if they don't get relegated, you know, you obviously covered this, they were going to go to the States and play, you know, some Premier League games. And I was like, that's good. I'd, I'd like that. I'd, you know, it'd be amazing to have them, you know, rolling out, playing against um, Scum, you know, on, um, you know, in the States. And then it turned out that they did play Man United, you know, in Oslo, but it was too expensive for me to get out there. So <laughs> I really, really wanted to go, but I, I went to York. <laughs> when, you, when you get in the samples, who else is in the room at that point when, because I'm intrigued, is it like commercial people there? Is Radrazani there? Is Angus there? Is it, is it a case Is Radrazani's of- son there? Exactly. Giving it well, designer. It's not what I'd have done. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to speak to um, a proper designer? Yeah, the, I mean, the, there's there's a group of people that I think that you try and keep it down to um, uh, not too many people involved with directly with Adidas, so that Adidas can share, you know, samples. So, but it is, it will be, you know, um, some of the people on the brand side, commercial and retail, all you know, double checking, you know, things as they come through. So. Yes, it's the senior, it's the senior guys. Right then, Ed, we'll, uh, we will break off there then and we'll come back with a, with another episode to look out for this in video and audio feed where we'll get into the home kit first, what inspired it. Went for white, yellow and blue. Good choice, I thought. Thank you. And we'll do that next. The Square Ball Podcast. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 